This podcast is recorded and produced in the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Blackbird acknowledges and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. No offence, but... No offence, but you guys suck. Oh, no offence, though. Like, no offence. Great Britain has now become snowflake central. No, 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 no. Oh my god. Look, no offence, but... Oh, oh my god. Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Offence But, a Blackbirds podcast. My name is Aisha, I am the host of this podcast and the artistic director of Blackbirds. Today, I am joined by rapper Jesswa for a truly eye-opening and fire conversation that I am so very excited to share with you. Jesswa is making huge moves in the music industry. A proud Fijian woman, Jesswara is defining where rap is evolving towards. Her refusal of prescribed definitions is the foundation on which she builds her universe. Deeply inspired by her chosen community and her experiences, she uses music as the vessel to tell her story. Her pride reflects on her resilience and resourcefulness and defends the notions of holistic codependency and kinship. Having released her widely acclaimed first single, Savage, in 2017, she has collaborated with the likes of DZ, Death Rays, Tasha the Amazon and Briggs and performed at Laneway, Splendour in the Grass and Groove in the Moo. The first member of her family to attend university, Jesswa is a peer support worker and runs music workshops for young people in the outer suburbs of Mianjin. Jesswa's new EP, Tropics, drops on the 5th of March and I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing. If you are on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to music, you can sign up to pre-save the EP before it is released on the 5th. There'll be a little button there that you can click. And I've also put the link in the show notes. I absolutely recommend you do this. It's such a great release and I'm so proud of Jesswa for all the work that she's done. So in this chat, we talk about how music started as a form of self-care for Jess and why she still makes music, how she makes music and her process behind the whole thing. We also talk about what it's really like to be a woman of colour rapper in the Australian music industry and some of the roadblocks that are there. And Jess also speaks really beautifully about the importance of finding your people, your own community and championing the people around you. This was a really beautiful conversation. I'm so grateful to Jesswa for all her work and the sharing of her experiences. I think it'll really speak to a lot of you. So I really hope you enjoy this chat. Jesswa, thank you so much for joining us. It's so nice to see you and hear you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. So first question. When was the last time that you offended someone or someone offended you? Um, I think because I'm a Pisces, like I'm gonna, I always take things personally. So, I mean, I get offended all the time when it's like probably someone's not actually offending me. So yeah, I'm quite sensitive, but also I don't really let that get me down or bother me at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And I don't know when the last time it was when I offended someone else. I mean, I feel like no one says it to your face anymore. Like no one will be like, you know, because they won't look you in the eyes and say anything like, if you offended them. So yeah, no one's ever told me. I mean, if I have, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No one will tell you. They'll just call you out on Instagram and then try and cancel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it always goes. 
Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so can you give us like give us a little introduction as to who Jesswa is? Yeah, so my name is Jesswa. I am an artist residing on Yugenberg Country currently on the Gold Coast. I make hip hop music. Um, I use music for me has always been a way of self care. That's how I started writing music. Was always I used it as something you know to get my frustrations out or get whatever out I needed to get out of my body. So music was always that for me. And it's something that just brings me joy and so much happiness in my life. Like to be able to live a life of creating. I remember when I was younger, I was like, how am I going to get off Centrelink and like make this my job? That was always my main goal. So it's safe to say I feel proud that I'm doing it now, which I feel really lucky about. And yeah, I'm just about to release a project called Tropics this Friday, the 5th of March. Woo! Yeah, everything's everything's looking up right now. I feel really like blessed to be here, blessed to be doing what I'm doing, to be able to release music. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit about me. And you said you know you're living on the Gold Coast at the moment. You recently moved back to the Gold Coast from Brisbane, but you grew up yep. on the Gold Coast. And what was that like for you as a mixed race kid? Like you're you've got Fijian and German ancestry. I yep. imagine that would be quite rare, but I mean, there are a lot of um, Pacific Islanders at the Gold Coast. So what was it like for you growing up on the Gold Coast? I mean, I think where I was and the school, you know, that I went to, there was a lot of Pacific Islanders there. It wasn't as many as like the whole school population, but we sort of just found each other. You know what I mean? And I think mm. that's, that was the best way of coping growing up on the Gold Coast because it, it was such a, you know, it was a very white place to live. So when you go to school and you have your Pacific Islander friends there, like you feel like, you know, you're at home. And for me, like I was a ra- I was raised away from my Fijian family. So I, I really needed that. Like I needed to see, you know, my PI friends at school and go and hang over at their houses and their moms would be my, like my aunties. And it would be like, you know, I'd be going to their family functions and stuff like that. Like it was a real felt like a real family vibe and you know I'm still friends with some of those girls 10 years later Mm. you know what I mean like that have been you know have helped me out with their music and I've helped them out in you know their creative ventures as well like T was one of the girls in Alma who they were in the Venom video clip so yeah I feel like that was really full circle because we used to you know cruise around the Gold Coast just listening to iPod shuffles and like you know listening to hip-hop music so yeah, it was, I think when you find your people and your community within whatever place that may be like very hard to live being a person of colour, I feel like that is what makes the place like home. You know what I mean? Like, because you're in your own bubble and your own community, it's like you feel safe and you feel protected and you feel like you've got each other and everyone's got each other's backs. Mm. And when you were a kid, like what is your first memory of being introduced to music? Um, I think my first memory was was introduced to, I guess, I, when I was introduced to hip hop, that was different, you know, to when I was introduced to music. Like, it was just always played around my house. You know, yeah. it was always played in the car. It was everywhere. Like, you know, I, you, a lot of Bob Marley was played in my household. There would be a lot of, you know, my family would have like drinking sessions and someone would be on a guitar, like singing, you know, like yeah. I remember sitting around and, you know, being at those when I was younger. The first time I heard hip hop, I w- would have been about like five or six years old and it was through my older brother and my stepbrother and my cousins that would always play it, you know, and 
I resonated with it so much because these people were telling stories that I could relate to that was different to Australian hip hop at the time. You know, there, there were stories that I couldn't really relate to so much when I was younger. Mm. It's different now, but um, back then it was different. So, yeah, like music was just a part of our lives every single day. When you're on the bus, when you're walking home, when you're at school, you've got a speaker on the bus. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was just a big part of my life. Did you do music at school, like study music? Um, I did it when I was in high school and like primary school. I didn't do music at all. Wow. I remember I want, like, I really wanted to, but I was also really shamed. Like, I didn't want, yeah. like, I, I didn't want, like, yeah, I was just, I didn't even know, like, it was, I didn't really tell many people that, like, I would write, write music. So it was, when I was in high school, like, I didn't study it at all. But I left high school when I was around 15 or 16, no, 15. And I went to TAFE and just, like, did a diploma of music program there. And then that's how I sort of learned how to play instruments and, you know, how to write better and like, yeah, because I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I was really intrigued by music. I would like love to learn as much knowledge as I could from it. Mm. So that's why I was like, and yeah, I wasn't enjoying school. So I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to TAFE and I'm going to do this and see where it takes me. Yeah, I think that's really interesting to talk about as well, because I think especially as people of colour, we're told often that you know you're dumb or you're not worth anything if you can't do this kind of westernized institutionalized form of schooling and you know it's important that there are other options and other pathways and that you could like flourish and grow and learn and kind of nurture your own passion in that that's so important yeah 100 percent. that's why and like yeah school for me like it was just completely not a vibe like I was just didn't really understand it at all plus like yeah so it was music and when you're at TAFE what instruments did you play I didn't know that you were an instrument um, an instrumentalist (laughs) yeah I had to learn how to well I didn't even know how like because like I couldn't just get in with songwriting and like being an MC. like I had to play instruments so like, right, I really, I knew I wanted to do it. Like, I didn't want to go through and do, like, my senior schooling. I didn't want to do it at all. So I was like, if I've, to do the audition, I had to learn how to play piano. So I just got myself this keyboard and went on YouTube and <laughs> just looked up tutorials on how to play, like, Kanye West Homecoming. Now, I remember yes! I just played, like, Tupac Changes. Like, I just, like, do-do-do-do-do. Like, that <laughs> that was the first like that's all the shit I wanted to play on piano it was just like you know great hip-hop circle so I just pretty much yeah taught myself through YouTube and then I got this guy taught me a few chords like how to just play block chords and then I just sort of went from there like and just used my ears and then I just picked up guitar and yeah just really taught myself how to do it like I wasn't like too great when I got in but I got better over the whole year and then I went on to uni after that but yeah I just was like fully baking it like I was like I cannot really play I'm not that talented at this but I was like I don't have anything else to do so I need this yeah fake it till you make it and doll you've made it so congratulations (laughs) thank you do you have any music other music makers in your family um 
not really, but like my dad always had a guitar around and was always like singing and, you know, but no one that's like actually like cut a record or like recorded anything. Yeah. Was it when you were at TAFE that you made the choice that music was going to be your career? Well, I don't think it was then either. Hey, like, because I was just like, after TAFE, like I was like 16. So then I was like, oh shit. like still a baby. Yeah, I was like, what am I going to do after this? And then one of my friends that I met at TAFE was applying for a bachelor at Griffith to do music. And I went and played piano for her so she could sing and do her audition. And then she was like, you should audition for this. And I was like, I'm 16. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if I'll get in. But yeah, I went and auditioned for that program because I didn't know what I was going to do after that. Like, my mom was like, you should continue to study or you should get a job. And I was like... I'm just going to go to university. And I really didn't think I would get in there either. Like that was pretty like bizarre. Like I was completely spun out because I was so young when it was happening. And also like, you know, um, academically, like I I wasn't at my best. Like I found it, I found university really hard when I was 16 because I, I really couldn't understand the academic side to the music degree, but I could understand like the recording and, yeah. songwriting aspect and the performing side of the things but yeah that's what I did after that and I think when I was in uni I was like oh maybe I should just continue to do this yeah was that a difficult choice like did you have fear in that choice as well because it because we are warned I think just as normal people like we're warned that the arts is so perilous and like it's not stable and get a real job kind of thing yeah 100 percent. like I it was interesting for me when I was younger, I was like, all right, so I know where I want to go, but like, I have no idea how to get there. I don't know what like bus to get on. I don't know what plane to take. Like, I, was yeah. like, I don't know how to get to my destination. There's so many roads. And it, to me, it just seemed like an impossible dream. You know what I mean? Like to be doing even what I'm doing now when I was 16, I thought was, you know, impossible. I, it, back then I thought it's like, you know, you're either just no one or you're the biggest star in the world. Like Mm. there was no in between. I didn't have any idea of the aspects of the music industry and what it was like. So I guess I just spent a lot of time, you know, being in those scenes and sort of figuring it out for myself, but not really knowing what I wanted. I don't think I really knew what I wanted exactly that I could put my word on, like my words onto it until like last year. Mm-hmm. Which that's which is crazy. Last year, twenty twenty, and you your first single dropped in what twenty seventeen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, twenty seventeen. Like even when you know I wrote Savage, like I wrote it on the bathroom floor. You know, I recorded it in the bathroom, like right next to the toilet, like on my little microphone, and I just had no plans of that, like going anywhere. Like I was just gonna upload it to SoundCloud. Like I also had no money. Like I was on Centrelink, I was like trying to do, I was doing part-time youth work and I just had no like access to studio time or like, how do I go from here to there? Like, how do I get there? There was just always roadblocks, you know? So, and then there was times where I was like, fuck, like, is this even worth it? Like I'm, you know, I'm fucking working, I'm doing the work for the doll program. (laughs) Like (laughs) on Centrelink, you know what I mean? Like I'm also trying to do, all these hours with music I'm trying to play these gigs that I was playing gigs for free up until like oh my god like almost up until like 2017 I was playing all the gigs for free because I just didn't know you could get paid you know what I mean 
whoa I'm actually shook like I can't yeah. believe it <laughs> yeah. oh yeah like I had I just didn't have like you know many people around me that had done like that also knew that what, what was going on as well like how do you get your foot from here to them you know and it is all like a map and it's that's how I see it now so for a while I was just like fuck this just seems so impossible like yeah you know I felt like it was just an impossible dream but now looking back now I, I get it more and that's why I always tell especially you know younger women if I'm ever working with them like always get paid for your time and always get paid for your energy because so much goes in into that craft and so much goes into rehearsing and you know like you need to get paid for what you do because it's a lot of work absolutely and I imagine as well like you starting off in the industry and just being young and like not having someone there to kind of represent you first of all would have been hard enough but then also throw on top of that that you're a woman and a woman of color like I imagine there would have been some really difficult moments and they're probably still are and unfortunately will be in the future but like what do you think in your experience is the hardest thing about being a woman of color rapper in this australian music industry i think it's just all you know constantly being overlooked like that is the absolute truth or always you know getting put on first or like there's you know, always just getting second guess, I think. And, you know, there's so many other women of color artists that I know that don't even get a fucking shot, you know, yeah. don't even, and like going back to, you know, when I was younger and not knowing how to get into the streams and not knowing how to go from A to B to C to D, you know, like, and I, it took me years and years and years to find those people. And like not people, I'm sure there was people there that could have been like, you know, gave me a shot and definitely like overlooked me. And I think that still happens to this day. And then what happens is like when you're constantly being, you know, minimized and overlooked, you just fade away. You know, it's like, it's like, cause it's, you can't keep working yourself down to the bone and being on Centrelink and doing three things and five things, seven things at once, you know, when there is so many opportunities out there, there is so many, there is enough for everyone. There is enough for all the women of color in this industry to be put on like mm -hmm. that is the fact that that is there is enough of that you know what i mean so just i guess you know we need to start seeing it more and it's slowly happening like within it's definitely happening with pacifica artists as a whole mm -hmm. within you know hip-hop in the last four years but i think with women of color in hip-hop it is still being left behind and that's where it needs, like, that's the change that needs to happen. Like, I think women of color are sick of going overseas to make that happen, going over to the UK and the US to make that happen. So I feel like, yeah, Australia, the Australian music industry definitely needs to get on board with that more and give us more support and give us more spots. Yeah, and you've written a song about that. Bitch, I got the sauce, put me on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's on the EP, isn't it? Is it called Sauce? Yeah, it's called Saucy, that one. Yeah, I wrote that when I was, like, 2017 I wrote that one because it was just that same vibe, you know. I was going to all the right places. People were like, oh, you should go here. You should meet this person. You should do this. You should go to this party, meet this person. I was doing it all. And I was getting like, you know, just spoken to like a piece of shit, getting talked yeah. down to, you know, like people would, yeah. And that's just like, well, I've done all those things, you know what I mean? And just 
like I guess the treatment that I copped from not only male artists but male male people in the industry like it just pissed me off I was fucking mad so yeah (laughs) that's so saucy you know as a way to just be like no like fuck you it was a fuck you to all those guys. So, yeah, so shout out to, to them. them. <laughs> fuck you to them. <laughs> yeah. So when you write, like you write from your own experiences, do you write, like where do you draw your inspiration from, from your real life, from your friends, from your family, from your culture? Well, I guess like what I was, I'm like saying before, when I write music, like, when I started writing, it was self-care for me. It was something I could do for free for myself that could be like my own type of therapy. So whenever, you know, I write music that I love where I don't have to write it, where it's work, music that I love that comes from like my soul and my being is stuff that I've been through. Like there's peppers of, you know, things that I've seen, things that I've been through in life. And they're always my favorite songs you know what I mean it's like nothing that's forced it's just something that comes naturally it's something that you know is your experience and if I can make it in a way where it translates into music and everyone's like vibing out and it still feels like a happy song even though there's so much pain that went into that I think is the real magic of art and why we do art you know Mm -hmm. is to release that shit that's inside of us that you know we don't need anymore Mm. Speaking of favourite songs, what's your favourite song that you've written? Um, I would say uh, my, <laughs> my favourite song that I've written, I'm, I'm currently writing my um, mixtape right now. So I've got like, I've just been in the best writing mode right now. I've got so many songs on there that are my favourite. I can't wait to put those ones out. Yeah, I can't, I don't know. I, have some, I haven't even named them yet. They're just like, track demo one demo two demo three yeah and do you make your own but, beats yeah. as well um i made some of my own beats but none that were on tropics i collaborated with really amazing producers on tropics but this new um project that i'm doing that i'm writing right now i'm doing some co-production on which is dope i mean it's fun to like write a song that way like just start with the bones and yeah my produ- production is just so hard like it's a total different realm you know what i mean but it's fun to write music to like, if you can create the rhythm pattern already, it's fun to then write the music to that. Yeah. And then I've just been working with other producers to like build them up, mm. build up the songs too. But yeah, no, it's been good. Do you ever have moments of creative frustration? Yeah, for sure. Like, I guess like before this project was out and I wasn't doing anything, like, well, I was doing so much, but I wasn't releasing music in those three years. Yeah. Like, I think that's when I was just like so frustrated because, again, it was a case of like just not knowing what steps to take. And I was facing all these roadblocks and it was like really, really intense. And I would get creatively so frustrated and like almost butcher my work. Like, I would sit there for hours and hours and just record and like change one line where it did not like it didn't even matter like that Mm. line did not have to be recorded a hundred times but I would just be there like you know fucking going crazy yeah record record but I think that's when and but also like I know why that happened as well because like I wasn't going through the best time mentally at that time you know what I mean like I that was just an extension of like myself and how I was feeling at that time at that time I was like so frustrated with life so of course when it came down to writing my art and writing my story like that would be 
frustrating too, you know? Yeah. So do you definitely feel like when your Jess is in the healthiest place mentally, emotionally, that that's when you can create most freely? I feel like that's when you can create most freely, but like even being in that state at like where, you know, it may not be the best version of you at that time. Unfortunately, like I'm not unfortunately, but I still feel like you still can create really good art like that Mm -hmm. because it's the way of like, you know, almost like sucking all that out of your body and like putting it into something that can still create something quite beautiful from it. Yeah. And I think to like for me to have done that with this project is like how I got to the place where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't sit there and put in hours and hours and hours and years (laughs) of time like doing that and really getting to know myself like I don't think you know that's what made that project what it is but I think now too when I've got like I know myself a bit more so like when it comes down I'm not so critical of myself anymore I think that's what would make it easier is you know I was very critical and I had to be perfect before but now I'm just like I'm a bit more easygoing with it Mm. yeah you have to be kind to yourself like you really do yeah and definitely take those moments to rest as well like yeah to be kind to yourself and to rest are two very important things that I think especially like young creatives we we look over that because we just want to make things so badly right but like at the end of the day yeah yeah. you do have to like love yourself as corny as it sounds like you have to take a step back for yourself sometimes yeah 100 percent. so your ep tropics Drops on Friday. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited. It's absolute fire. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Yeah. uh, So what I wanted to know was what makes this project and this release different from your other projects? I feel like with this project, I think it's the first time. Well, it really is like the first big body of work that I've ever done. You know what I mean? And it's like so much later in my life that, it's, I waited, I waited a long time and I was really like, you know, sort of so critical of myself that I waited this long, but you know, there's still plenty of time. I think this is just like, it's very, for me, it's very like bold and like hard. It's, but it feels like metal or something. Like it's, yeah, it's a, it's six songs. I mean, the, the print, it's pretty, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to like find a word to like describe it. I feel it's like heavy metal like sort of rap music in a way. I think it's really interesting as well because like knowing you and who you are, like you're such a lovely, warm person, but I can really hear you expressing yourself and maybe parts of yourself that you don't generally express on a day-to-day to people. Like, and I think that's really personal, but like you're doing it on such a large scale. It's really giving of you to, I think, share this kind of part of yourself with people. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, because in day to day life, like I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm a chiller. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like how this EP sounds, I guess, was definitely like, you know, a time in my life where I felt like that. I felt like how it sounded. Like I felt like concrete. I felt like metal. Like, so it's it's interesting, like looking back to it. But yeah, like generally, like I'm, I was, you know, quite a shy person growing up. Like, just didn't even speak in crowds. Like, didn't even couldn't even say my name in a group setting without like fully shaking you know wow. what I mean like I was 
I was really, really shy when I was younger. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't even like, I always had my head down. Like that's what I remember. Like I always have my head down looking at concrete. That's why I like doing this is so big for me. And it's important because it's like, you know, I, was, I didn't want to be quiet anymore. And I didn't want to like just let life pass me by like that. This project and, you know, being on stage and making this music makes me feel powerful. Like, and, you know, I can be gentle as well and I can be soft, but I also can be hard and staunch and have bravado and have power too. So I think it's beautiful to have all those aspects and, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so interesting that you said that you used to be so shy because you are such a confident performer. Like that blows yeah. my mind. How did you, how did you grow your confidence or is it like you step into another persona when you step onto stage? Um, it was something I really had to push myself to do because I was just like, I cannot do this. That when I was younger, it was so hard. Like it was, I was like, just so shy. And what pushed me into it was studying music because my lecturers would be like, you know, they just make you perform on the spot in front of everyone all the time. And I was yeah. just like, I don't know, like, don't come over to me. Like I'd always like, <laughs> do not walk over to me. Please don't, you know? And that's sort of what, made me confident was being constantly put on the spot all the time like I was always put on the spot when I was studying music which I don't think in like everyday life I wasn't put on the spot I felt like I was invisible in some aspects so mm. then you know studying music it was a great way for me to learn how to be on a stage and that's just an extension of your art it's an extension of you know what you're creating in the studio is than performing it live so I really had to just push myself so hard to do it and it's a crazy feeling because when you're like out there and you know you're looking at people that are looking at you and there's like thousands of them there like it's just it's wild because you're sharing this like energy together and it's like you're almost throwing it back to one another so I feel pretty lucky to be able to do that in my life because there's nothing more like electric than being at like a festival or something and just everyone is like on the same tip and on mm -hmm. the same vibe and on the same feeling. And it's like, it'd be crazy to see what colors, like if you could feel like colors would be coming up from the crowd, it would be like so many different colors from everyone's energy, just vibing out. But yeah, it was something I still get nervous every single time. I get nervous before my interviews too, like hectically nervous. Really? So nervous. Yeah. I have to hold this rock. I have a crystal. I'm not holding it right now because I'm not nervous with you. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone else, I just get, I just get so nervous. But I'm getting better at it. Yeah. And how do you prepare for a live performance? I guess for me, like in like ideal places before a show, like even just having time to myself is what I need, especially when I'm really nervous. I just need to like jump up and down for two minutes. Mm -hmm. And um. Mm -hmm yeah just be by myself because sometimes my brain will do this thing where I'll forget like a lyric like right before it comes like, and I'll just be like and I'll be like in the moment like saying this other like eight bar phrase and I'll be like holy shit like I don't know what comes after this and I'm just like but it always seems to just come right like a millisecond before I need to say it so it's wild but I I can like I sometimes I can feel myself like you know like freaking myself out like yeah I'll, I'll, know, I'll know all the lyrics to the song is a bit right before it will be like oh like I'll just have a mind blank you know like so yeah I, like for the shows I normally just if I can find a little space where I can have some quiet time and 
just amp myself up and jump up and down. I was actually, I was, when I, when I was doing this show with um, Thelma, there was an artist there called Patience from The Greats and she said this really cool thing. One of the artists was like, oh, I'm really nervous. And she was like, that means it's going to be a good show. Like if yeah. you have those nerves, you know what I mean? It's going to be like, like you're nervous, but like I feel like when you are, it's like just some of the, the best shows because you really let yourself go in the moment and let yourself just really be there and be present. Do you remember your first ever gig that you performed at? Um, I remember like the first one that I performed at a club. <laughs> there was literally like no one there. Hey, like it was <laughs> wild, but it was so funny. But I was loving it. I was having the best time because I had never played. I'd never heard the music on loudspeakers. Yeah. So I was just so happy to hear it on a big PA system and like, you know, just doing my thing. And there was actually like all the bartenders at the bar that I was playing at in the valley. It used to be called Alhambra. I remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I went up and played a gig there. It was one of the first ones. I don't know if it was the exact first one, but um, there was all these bar staff like learning how to make cocktails because like there was no one in the club. It was like 6 p.m. Like no one's going to be in the valley at 6 p.m. Like, you know, and yeah, at the best time, the security guards were the only ones there clapping. Like Aww. that was that was the first first gig, and yeah, I was just playing it like there was heaps of people there. So yeah, that was one of the first. That's one of the first gigs, and now you've literally played for like tens of thousands of people, which is just wild. In such considering your first release is twenty seventeen, and it's twenty twenty one now, like that's a big jump, like very quickly. Do you feel like you were prepared for it? Like going from that little Alumbra back whenever that was and then to playing for literally like tens of thousands of people, like how can you even comprehend that? As well, hey, like I think, you know, a couple of years ago, like I don't think I was prepared for any of the music industry. Like I was pretty, like I knew in ways like how to make music and how to translate my emotions through music. I just didn't know the music industry at all. I didn't know the business. I was so green to the industry. I didn't know how people operated and how people worked. I didn't know how you get things. I didn't know that it's all just one game. And it's like pretty much just business, you know, it's not really always about the music. So I think like when I found that out, it was pretty like, you know, interesting because I think I was a bit starry eyed when I first came in just thinking like, well, yeah, music's the best. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. In the industry, then it's just like, you know, it is a lot of business. And I had no idea about business. I hated math. I didn't know that I, you know, should, could charge money to play gigs. Like I didn't know any of that. So I think navigating that then was much scarier, but I'm getting better at it now. And I'm lucky enough to have a really beautiful, phenomenal, amazing team of people around me now. Before, like I was doing it all myself. And in the last year, like since 2020, I've got, you know, I gained this really amazing team of people that have helped me get from A to B to Z, you know? So that's, yeah, I owe a lot to them. They've done a lot for me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And with this EP Tropics, COVID pending, will there be a tour? Yes. Yes, there is. There is. Oh. Yeah, we're doing a tour. It's going to be announced on Thursday. <gasps> Oh my god! Okay, so, well, everyone, you better book your tickets now. Did tickets yeah, go on sale on Thursday, or is it just announced on Thursday? 
Yeah, I think they go on sale on Thursday. I think it's announced and they go on sale then. I'm coming. But it's going to be, yeah, come. It's, we're doing like secret warehouse um, locations yeah. for Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne. So we're going to make it a whole experience so the sound will sort of translate to the environment of the warehouses as well. We're going to get some amazing support acts there. And yeah, I'm just excited to go on tour. And this will be like my first headline tour. So Oh my god, really? Wow, yeah. that's so exciting. Congratulations. Wow, you're actually just kicking Thank goals you. this year. Like you're just living <laughs> your you. best life. Like Gold Coast glowing, wow. headline tour, <laughs> EP dropping. <Yeah. laughs> I know. I'm pretty like happy with it all. Hey, like, oh, I just feel really like, yes, it's all happening, you know? Like yeah and you it's deserve really for it to happen too like you work so hard i can't believe what you were saying about recording savage like in the bathroom you know just like yeah. a little microphone just doing your thing yeah it's wild to know where like i came from like because i guess before like you know when i was writing this project i, I completely forgot about all like you forget that in a way because you're you know you're overworked as well like you're trying you know that can make you just so angry sometimes you forget like the and to be present like I was finding it really hard to be present a few years ago like within music like even when I was traveling so much I was traveling so much but I forgot to be present that like I had only been on a few airplanes before that like I wouldn't have had the opportunity to go overseas if it wasn't for music you know so now I think in life I'm taking these blessings and being really present with it and just knowing that fuck I'm I'm very grateful for this like it's just nice to see because I was like I remember that I remember when you know I was recording songs near the toilet seat and I was sweating and I was just like you know <laughs> I love that what a glow up what a glow up <laughs> and who do you look to you know artists or just other people in your life who do you look to for inspiration well, I think, you know, for me, like how like I'm inspired by like heaps of the people around me, like yourself for one, you know, like oh, thanks, there's girl. so Love many you. phenomenal, like, especially there's so many women of color around me that are absolutely killing it. You know what I mean? And like, even with yourself, like, I think for me to see that gives me hope and gives me courage to keep going. And that just shows, yeah, I can do it. It gives me energy. Like when I see that, you know, mm-hmm. and so many of the people I know and so many of the women I know are just doing amazing things and are phenomenal and are killing it. And that inspires me, you know, so much because it's like, it's possible. It can happen. Like I can see it. I can, it can happen for me too. Yeah, absolutely. And it can happen for other women. And I think what you said earlier on in the conversation is so important that there is room for all of us. Yeah. There are enough yeah. opportunities. We need to stop fighting each other. Like it's a distraction. It's not worth anything, you know? Let's make space for all of us. A hundred percent. And it's like the it's the industry that's not giving them out, you know, not mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think so many of us work with each other and like collaborate on projects is because Yes, there is so many opportunities, but no, they're not giving it out to us like all at once, you know, and I think that that's going to change and that will change. And I think, you know, us all doing that within our own practices in our own lives is creating that community and those opportunities is already a start at creating that change. Mm. But it is true. There is, you know, plenty, 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 plenty of opportunities here in Australia in the creative industry for every single woman of colour. Absolutely. All right, Jesswa, last question for you. 
Do you have a do try this at home recommendation for the listeners? Um, do try this at home. Um, well, recently I've just been, I started to, I've been starting to meditate recently, which is wild for me because before like, I used to be such a paranoid person that I just could not meditate. <laughs> I would just be there like, what the fuck? Like it's quiet, you know, what's going on? Okay, so for me recently, yeah, I've just been doing this like crazy meditation and I've been sleeping to this really calming music and it's changed my like how I wake up like I've been trying to do like yeah like because I was having really intense dreams like just crazy fucking dreams all the time so I started playing this you know real nice chill sleep music like vibe music I don't know what it is I think it's like tones like sound tones oh lovely and you just play it like it goes for like 11 hours I just play it while I sleep. It's so good. And yeah, meditation, it's actually helped me feel, especially when I've felt like I'm nervous and like, like doing, cause I'm doing so much press right now. So yeah. I've just been trying to meditate, meditate. And yeah, I, I recommend that. I recommend some meditation and some quiet time, some new time and just take time out of your day to do whatever you want to do. Like, I think that's important, especially with work, you know, work is so hectic. Like, I feel like we all just need like self time, you know, like we're yeah. going to take two hours of me time within this work day. Yeah. I think that's really important and we don't need to feel guilty for that either. Like if we're not yeah, taking 100%. care of ourselves, then we can't take care of anyone else. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> and I also have a do try this at home recommendations for the, for the listeners. And that is to download your EP. You can like pre-download it on Spotify, right? Like you can sign up. Is that what yes. you do? You yes. Like, yeah. It's like a pre-save, so... Yes, that's what it is, pre-save. A, yeah, yeah. Hit the link in my bio. You can go pre-save it on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever your uh, streaming service of choice is. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes too. And everyone also make sure on Thursday you buy tickets to Jess's tour because it's going to be wild. I can't wait. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to be front and centre. I'm going to be the biggest stage mum. <laughs> Yes. I love it. I love it. Are you going to come to Sydney or Brisbane? Both. Yeah. to both. I'm going to be a groupie. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of No Offense. But our guest this week was the wonderful Jessua. I really hope you enjoy this conversation because I love talking with Jess and I think she's such a great talent. So make sure that you head to the show notes. You can find all her information there. Her latest release, Tropics, comes out on Friday. Make sure that you pre-save it on whatever listening app is your jam. Also, her tour has been announced on Thursday. So make sure you grab tickets to her tour because I'm sure they will sell out super, super soon. You can find all my information, Blackburn's information, in the show notes as well. And don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, share this with a friend. You know, it really, really helps. And I love making podcasts, so I'm going to continue to make them. And I will see you next week. Bye.